kick. Conaccini nearly got ahead on it. Chiotte, great strike! Oh! It's an absolutely fantastic goal! Would you believe it? Nibal Carigi! Balotelli, Aguero! Staggering! Just staggering! Call it, take it quickly, Origi! We're back. It's been a been a little bit there. Took a little hiatus. Just a short little hiatus. To what two weeks? Short little break. Luca was in Cali. Welcome back, Luca. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be back in East Lansing. How was how was the trip? Nice. Got to enjoy the good weather, good food. We I mean we've quick. Had, we've had good weather here recently. Yeah, last nice week. Job. It was nice this weekend. Not bad. Came back down a little bit last two days, but yeah, yeah. it'll right. come. Back. Yeah, gotta you gotta time it when the snow comes. Exactly. Go back when the snow comes. That's the well, key. DeMartin Download, Adam Baker, Luke Maloney, Ian Gilmore, the usual cast and crew. Um, yeah, we're back after a little hiatus there. Michigan State men's and women's soccer is in very full flow right now. Uh, already half, more than halfway through both seasons. Crazy. Six games played each. Five left to go for the women, four left for the men. It doesn't, it, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. Yeah, six, putting it like that, I didn't realize it was that many yeah, games we're at, already. Yeah, we're at six we're out of ten and, and six the, out of eleven. Yeah, we're at the second half of the season. Yeah. It's a home stretch. It feels like we started last week. It does. That two weeks off, I feel like no games happen as long as we weren't recording this. Yeah. So it's like they took it a two-week break with us. Yeah. Um, Want to put this out here before we go anywhere? I uh, So it was the MSU-Penn State game, right? And Newcastle was playing right after, so I was like, guys, can someone take the the gamer? I don't want to write the gamer because Newcastle's playing it after. Something happened with both of them, and uh, I took one for the team and did the gamer. Adam goes, as a as a thank you, I won't mention Jack Grealish or Declan Rice on the pod. Kid shows up wearing an Aston Villa Grealish kit today. Technically. Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you kidding? You took old... us all by surprise. I'm pissed. I mean, I'm just wearing it, you know. I, I didn't mention him. Gilmore mentioned him. He noticed it. He probably it. slept with it knowing today he was going to record. Yes. No. That's been hanging on his door, ready to go since the last time we recorded. I look at it every time we get ready for the pod. Maybe this time. You know, today I couldn't couldn't put it back in one more time. In a bad mood. <laughs> Got me in a bad mood already. Don't worry about that, though. I'll be, I'll be fine. Um, all right. So let's let's get into the men's side real quick. Yesterday was killer. It was brutal. Uh, their best first half all season, maybe their best first half since 2018, and then yeah, they kind of come out on the back foot in the second half, um, lose Fry Musatu halfway through the second half, gave up a goal, and then give up one right at the end, and just killer. Especially the way the way they played in the first half, they played so so well against at. At Indiana, one of uh, easily a top ten team in the country, the best team in the Big Ten, and then just let it slip at the end. It was just, uh, it, it's hard to dissect that one just because it's such such a hard pill to swallow. De- devastating. No, I'll say against Indiana, you're right. They had one of the best first halves of the season in a very long time, moving around the ball really well. One of the players that impressed me the most from the Spartans was Jack Zuge. Yep. Unbelievable performance, winning back balls against one of the toughest midfields in the Big Ten and in the country, Indiana. Yep. Very hard team to defend in the middle of the park. And Indiana played well in the middle of the park as well. Zuge's been good all season, I feel like, though. Yeah. 
Um, but it did come onto the scene um, a bit more and more yesterday. It's there's it's it's hard because you also have to remember Hunter Morse is out, Michael Miller is out, kind of Brazil is out, Alex Sternberg were all out. Um, I can tell you, I, I follow him on Instagram. Alex Sternberg was back home or wherever he was because he was watching the game on the TV. Um, we think the other three as well are out for COVID protocols, whether they have it or not, who knows. Um, but, you know, so they had to change the lineup. They did the same thing against Northwestern the game before, 1-2-0. Uh, maybe their best game since 2018, full performance against Northwestern. Um, Adam, you were on the call for that for uh, Big Ten Network+. Plus. What, what impressed you the most in that game? I think for me, the fact that they were able to consistently attack Northwestern and not without exposing themselves at the back. Because what I kept thinking about going into the game, Northwestern was the highest scoring team in the conference, going both ways, nine goals for, ten goals against. So I expected it to be an open game. I didn't, I don't think anyone expected Michigan State to keep a clean sheet in that one per se. I think we, I definitely expected they would have their opportunities and it would be a great chance for their forwards to get the season rolling. And that's exactly what they did for Ryan Mutatu. Great goal to open the scoring. Yeah. Connor George, second Worldy. Half. Worldly for Mutatis sure. Was, Excellent finish. Mutatis was nuts. Top shelf. And then the Connor George goal, too. Great ball from Nick Stone out of the back. Best player on the team. Calm finish by uh, Connor George. And it caught, I think, everyone by surprise. Northwestern didn't know how he got through. Connor George, I think it looked like he thought he was offsides. And me and Fry on the call, it took me by surprise that build the play turned into a clear-cut opportunity to put the game to bed right away. And then the fact that, yeah, they are just able to keep the clean sheet in that game and then carry the momentum into the uh, into yesterday's game against Indiana. Well, that was the thing, too. They didn't just keep a clean sheet. Northwestern never looked like scoring. Not once. Never. They, they never had a clear-cut opportunity. I think they had one shot on target all game. Yeah, hand spikes first game, and you don't even – and you didn't have to have that stressful first big opportunity yeah, no. against him. he made one save, and it wasn't even difficult. Yeah, Caught a couple like a, balls off a corner, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. you just had to be alive on crosses. Yeah. But as for sh- – I, I think the shot was – it was kind of a cross shot from a tight angle, never really had much of a chance of going in. Yeah. So, no, defensively, that was one of their best games. After and, – and a complete turnaround from the Ohio State game we were all at. Yep. Where yeah, completely different team. Defensively, they looked open, and offensively, they couldn't get anything going. Yep. To have the complete opposite in that game, and then almost get the biggest win of since the tournament run at Indiana right after. It is a very tough one to see go against them. There's still promising signs. I think what was devastating in that game is just because for like the t- five to ten minutes before Indiana scored, and the ten minutes after, it looked like they were going to blow the game open. They were going to get another one or two yep. to put the game to bed right after. And then Michigan State picked up momentum again. Yeah, they started, regrouped. They regrouped, started getting opportunities again, but not having Mutatu on the pitch when you were getting those chances, it killed them. They weren't able to retake the lead, and it did kind of feel like the later it got. When you saw the lack of development in those opportunities that Indiana might get another chance to bury it, and that might be game. I See, I, I feel slightly different because, yes, they regrouped and everything, but I... I when Indiana scored, you knew it was coming. The first one, the first one, you knew it was coming. the The goal that that called off two minutes before was a goal. It was not a good call. Hand spike for what he he made a couple good saves against Indiana. I still don't think, I really don't think he's your number two choice. But we can get to that later. Um, he went up for the tipped it on into his own net. Really didn't get fouled. So justice was done when Indiana got there first. I I was sitting watching with my roommates, and 
in the last five minutes, I turned to him and say, I think MSU's going to grab one here. And I, that, that's how I felt it was going. I, I don't know. This game to me just felt different than most of them have been this season and last season. Um, and it, it almost felt like the way the Indiana game went last season, too. Like, against Indiana, it was the last game of the season. Indiana needed to win to be Big Ten champions. And it was MSU's best performance this season, hands down. Uh, and, but they just couldn't grab one. Yesterday, I felt like they would. And then when they gave one up as late as they did in the fashion that they did, it was just a literal kick to the nuts. Like, it, it just hurt. I, You watch that goal go in. You watch the ball somehow get through, what, seven six, six pairs of legs? Box. And I, I could not believe. I, I, they, were, they were good in the back yesterday, but that just cancels out everything they did in the 88 minutes before. It doesn't I, give, I don't know, it doesn't I don't know how you let to, that in. Yeah. No, it, even with the rainy conditions, it was really wet. You it know, was the, it, one of the worst crosses I've ever seen. It, it, it was a kick. it was a badly poor. It was a poor ball. And number Spencer, one, Spencer Glass then, is magical with his left foot, yeah. and that was the worst ball he played all day. And then it just skips into the middle, pretty much, and it just slides right into the did to he, the defender. Did he get the assist for it, or was there deflections yes. that took it? Okay, he got he the assist, but there were a couple touches there in between. Too. It hit off Daniel slight Muni touches and went in. Literally, his left shin put it into the back of the net. Even the finish wasn't the cleanest. No, not at no. all. No, but. To your point on, like, you thought MSU would got one, get one. I was with you until there was one play. I can't remember who cut it back, but MSU had a little opportunity going forward. They had three or four in the box. They yes. cut it back, and it was to no one. Yes. Olu, point, Olu nearly had the opportunity to make it. Well, and then he had to pass, make he a pass, pass in the final third. So Yeah, no, nah, I didn't. Good little run until the cutback, until the, he tried to find him out wide. But no, when that cut back to, like, the penalty spot in between the penalty and the six-yard box just fell to no one, I was like, all right, that might... I don't know if it'll get better than that on opportunities yeah. and just kind of knowing Indiana's the better team that you felt like you get the chance to put them away twice, you know, they might make you pay for it. And did I think it was going to come like that from a free kick? No, but no, I wasn't too surprised with how everything shook out in the end. I, I thought it was interesting. Um, MSU, yes, they did look good going forward, but their really only clear-cut chances were on from set pieces. Luke Morell, by the way. Is insane. He wins every header. Good Spectacular header. He won. I, I, I don't know. I can guarantee you this: there has been more Luke Morrell headers in the box than everyone else on Michigan State combined Without in the attacking doubt. box, and that's he's only up there for set pieces. And, so. and it wasn't no mismatch physically either. He jumped no. for that ball. Yeah, and it was a bullet header into the back of the net. They've been doing that all season, and he finally got one to go. Yeah, is it, what happened. Yeah, I know. Again, going back to Ohio State game, we were at. I think he won three or four, two in each half. Northwestern, he looks like the threat. He, he almost scored against Northwestern. Probably should he almost have scored against Ohio corner. State too, but he, the keeper caught it pretty comfortably. Yeah. yeah. So no, he's been showing that that he's the biggest set piece threat all season. So it was good to see that come off. Yeah, it was good for him too. He's been putting yeah. in the work. Um, I want to talk about hand spike for a second because uh, I think are we all in agreement that once Morse comes back, he's the number one. Absolutely, yeah. it should. He's been there longer. He's played against these teams all season last year. There's no reason why. So, so my question is, and the discussion I want to have is, is hand spike number two? Here's here's what I've seen from him so far. He didn't have much to do against Northwestern, and I I still think he looked a bit shaky. First game, I, I don't know if it was his. I don't think it was his total collegiate debut. Not positive on that. I think unless he played 2017 because he didn't play with a. Uh, 
the names blank. Jimmy Hague. Jimmy Hague, and then Hunter Morris had our first, had a, at 2019. Yes. So I think it was his full collegiate debut. And the, the only thing I can think of is if he got like two minutes here or there somewhere. Yeah. Um, wh- I'll, I'll look that up and I tried finding the it, stats and there wasn't yeah, Maybe in a preseason the game he was put in. Yeah, I see nothing other than 2021. So Yeah, just 2018 was a big blank on the website. Yeah, so full collegiate debut. Um, So, you know, there's jitters to get out and everything and, you know, whatever. You, got, you can look shaky. Well, and, and then it's also, I say this all with... Um, Need, I don't think either goal was his fault at all, yeah. um, unless he w- he lacked total communication on the second one. If he wasn't screaming away, then maybe you could put a little bit of blame on him. First one is just total bad luck, horrible deflection, yeah. and goes Unlucky. past him. Um, second one should never get anywhere close to him. Um, so everything I say after this is prefaced by saying neither of the goals were his fault. He, To me, he, he looks like... Um, he looks afraid to make mistakes to me, and, and thus he makes them. And I think that was very evident on the goal, no goal, that he tipped into his own net um, after getting challenged by, you know, was it, I think it was A.J. Palazzolo, who's 6'3", and something like that. Um, but just occasionally, I don't think he's very good with his feet. And if he has to go anywhere other than, um, you know, the, the player right in front of him, usually the pass doesn't make it there. Uh, and he made he made a couple good saves against Indiana. The double save he made, I think, was was impressive. Um, but I just I struggle to to deal with the fact that he's the number two when you've got Andrew Nicholson behind him, who was a high school All American, one of the best keepers in the entire country when he came out of high school. And I don't know what if you know if there's an injury situation there or something, but. I just I just struggle to accept Handspike as as the number, and I I know he has, bided <coughs> excuse me, bided his time and waited his turn and earned his chance. But I think there is a fine line between giving a guy a chance because he deserves it rather than playing your best available player. No, and yeah, and this is the top division of college soccer. You know, this is the Big Ten. You're gonna have uh, it. It doesn't come down to who deserves to play. It comes. It's gonna come down to who really is going to be the more important player in that position at that time. How do you how do you feel about his distribution? Because I know Hunter Morse is struggling with that in the Ohio State games. So yeah, well, Handspike was in the last two. I, I think Morse makes up for it with his goalkeeping abilities. Um, but like I said, I, I Handspike goes short every time, and when he doesn't, it's a long ball that isn't completed. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't, can't say much about like the argument for who's second, so I'm not familiar with the the rest of the bench but no i definitely think morris gets the spot back there was i and i didn't realize it was covid related initially i kind of assumed it was a line going into the game i was saying on the call i'm assuming it's because he must trust hand spike more passing the ball out of the back but then i don't think that was at the a high enough level yet to justify the goalkeeping gap and, I mean, again, we've only seen him in two games, and one was against one of the best teams in the country, and one was against a, a team that had one shot on target all game. Um, but, you know, <laughs> it doesn't get any easier for them from here because they go to Maryland on a Friday. And Maryland, yes, is 2-3 and three, um, and have beaten Wisconsin, who's not great, and beat Michigan when Michigan had to play with 10 men for 80, 82 minutes. Uh, although Michigan State couldn't beat Michigan when they played with 10 men for 50 minutes. Um, and Maryland's always on their game, and they're playing at home. It, it's tough. It's tough. 
to see MSU going in. I say, I say all this, and you know, the performance they put in against Indiana in the first half was one of the best I've seen them since I've been in East Lansing. So there's nothing that I, you know, there's nothing stopping them from going and winning that game three nil for me at the end of the day, really, because they looked so good against Indiana. They played their best performance in two years against Northwestern. They finally have attacking prowess going forward and options. Connor George becoming a problem, man. He is yeah. a handful for defenders. If he can stop fouling them with their backs to goal 20 yards out, uh, he's going to be a really good player. Combine that with Fry Mutatu. Olu has started to come to life. Um, and uh, Jacob or Crom- is it Cromer or uh, who's been uh, – Louis Sala out on the right has been good, and, you know, you can bring on Johnny Fair, you can bring on Grayson Mercer. So this is an MSU team that can start scoring goals, and they actually finally look like they can. So nothing is stopping them from going into College Park and winning 4-1, 3-0, something like that. But it's it's tough to see them. The, the performances are there, but the results still aren't coming. No, you're absolutely right. Um, this is a team that has that has shown in the last two games the ability it has to play against yes. good teams. And you cannot be discouraged by that Indiana game. You know, as as much as it sucks for them, you can't go into the next game with with your head down. You have to pick your head back up and really go out there and put a more impressive imp- performance to to really emphasize how well you've improved. Well, I mean, what might be a big issue is um, has there been an update on what Fry Mutatu's injury was? No, if what that's he, big because it's only games on Friday. All right, so you have about four days. He came off under his own power both yeah. times, which is a good sign. But I couldn't. Yeah, it's the having two injuries is what made it look like a problem because usually you don't recramp. It seemed like it would be a muscular yeah. issue. So if he and a, we saw they were able to get attacks going without them, but something looked to be missing. So I think if he's out, that'd be a big issue. And I don't know. I think the tough thing is just again. Going to what Lucas said, when you put in that great of performance against Indiana and come away with nothing, and then you're right back at it going to Maryland, it's tough to replicate that. And there is that, there is that little mindset of yeah, we didn't. You never know if the team's going to reach the height again when they play up to the level of their opposition so well one day, don't get reward for it, and then they have to go right back up against who hasn't the preseason number two. We don't know how they'll look by the end, yeah. but. Hey, they are. They started 0 for 3. They've won their last two. Maybe they're on their bounce back to, to being part of the upper echelons of the conference. That, I, you know, you bring up a good point, Adam, and I was actually thinking about this today. Um, do, do you feel like MSU was playing to the level of their opponents this season? Yeah, to start, I mean, well, because, again, Indiana was, yeah. Indiana and Northwestern were their two best. Indiana's the best team in the conference. Northwestern was one of the hottest teams in the conference at the time. And but then opening up the season with Rutgers not being able to take down a ten man Michigan or even level against a ten man Michigan, and the Ohio State game we saw, the the performances don't match. Like same team, similar lineup, similar formation. Ohio State and Indiana completely beat different. Penn State. Who then was beat Penn State, who was looked like the best team in the conference at the time. Yep. So I. I think it's tough to judge. I think Damon Rensing used uh, his first four games as a preseason really. To experiment with the lineup, experiment with the subs coming in and out, and really see what works best for him. And in the last two games, he's he's figured it out. He had that eight day break between Ohio State and Northwestern to really figure something out that's gonna win. Yeah, those eight days definitely look like they were used well. The yeah, the four four two looked much sharper yes. against Northwestern. Yep. The wingers, because in the previous game, 
it was kind of just left left and right mid on their own island. In the next game, you know, there was... There was no connection between any of the departments in that team. Yeah. And then you go into the Northwestern game, you see the midfielders creating and defending. Everything just looks so much more fluid that you say, wow, this is a completely different team than the one that you saw at Lansing Catholic. And for the outfielders that are out right now with COVID protocol, like, granted, Michigan State didn't end up winning that game, but... It'll be interesting to see if, the, if they're right back into the if Michael Miller and Alex Sternberg are straight yeah. back into the line. Well, Sternberg hasn't really been starting. I think he t- he kind of took the he took the fullback spot last. I know we got the Ohio State game. I think he started Penn State before. So if he was in and out, but to see if he yeah. comes back or well, if they stick yeah, with Perkins. Well, yeah, because I mean, out, him, Perkins, Perkins, and Brazil have those two spots locked up between the three of them. Really. Yeah. I wonder if Morissette playing fullback. I don't know if that stays or. I've, he hasn't been bad, honestly. He hasn't. Yeah. And Dante, I think, and I say this word with loosely because maybe it's not totally true, but he's a liability at center back. He's he's a, able he to be that. himself a lot more at left back because it's not as, you know, the position doesn't make you as much of a liability as you would be in the center of the park. I still think he, he almost seems nervous every time he has the ball at his feet. No, yeah, that is very true. Distributing the ball, especially playing those like little one-twos with, uh, with Olu. He does. He does look a little bit uncomfortable on the ball at times. He, I mean, he's good defending though. Yeah, he's good. So, uh, Luke, I want this. I, you know, your straight answer to: Do you think also they're playing to the level of their opponents? Yes, and I think that okay. is the expectation. Do you think that's a problem or not? Good or bad thing? Uh, it depends really who you're talking about with with their opponent. If you're playing, again, obviously you don't want to play down, but yeah, you, you do want, want to play up. You don't want to play up, and they haven't looked this. The only game where I really saw this team look down, that they looked worse to their opponent, was against Ohio State. Where not Rutgers it, too. Rutgers, uh, I'll give it to Rutgers. Give them the but first I, game pass. But yeah, uh, the first game pass because I thought overall they looked well. I think just conceding two sloppy goals was the air, the only thing that went wrong for them. Yep. But I think, like it's it's never a good thing because I mean yeah, if you're playing up. If you're playing to the level of the opponent, you mean yeah, you're playing. You're, you're gonna you're end playing, up being mid table at best. It means you're playing down to opponents that you should be better than. But I think going through showing that they can play with again, Penn State, a hot northwestern at the time, and beating and you no know, and and going up on Indiana and holding it for a bit, it should suit them well when they go back to some of the easier matchups after this. Tough road trip. What pick pick an easy matchup left? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if anything here is easy. Pick an easy matchup <laughs> left of the season. I have to emphasize Ur just because no Penn State. I mean not Penn State. Maybe Indiana Wisconsin and Maryland back to back games. Still kind of considering Maryland to be a powerhouse to start despite the slow start. Indiana, Maryland, Michigan within eight days. Oh yeah, no, they do have Michigan coming that straight out is of this killer. Trip. No, yeah, they, it doesn't really get much easier. Wisconsin and Ohio State to end the season. I think Wisconsin's in a favorable game and yeah, getting Wisconsin's revenge against Ohio bad. State. Do so, we think they can get it done against Michigan now that they're playing at DeMartin? I mean, what's the better yes. advantage, home field or 10 men? <laughs> you, uh, well, <laughs> no fans, 10 men, right? Yeah. But they looked, not, uh, against Northwestern, they looked happy at DeMartin. You saw how they were celebrating yes. the goals. They were happy to be back home. And yep. that, that was, the I think, the thing that impressed me the most. Even without fans, maybe it's just an unwritten thing. It's intangible. You can't touch it. I don't know. Maybe. Well, that one's next Tuesday um, on Big Ten Network. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a radio broadcast of it. Okay. We'll see. We got to get one in before the season ends. We got to we gotta work around with recording. I'm going to have to either go early or maybe go the next day, go Wednesday, something like that. Because that's Tuesday at 2 p.m. Brutal. In and out. Wait. Nah, at, at tomorrow. Here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Maryland Friday predictions. Um. Well, you know. Don't everyone. I talk at once. <laughs> I feel like Maryland kind of continues their hot streak, but I think it goes to OT. I think hmm. 2-1 Maryland in overtime. Okay. Let's see. They had a 2-1 at Michigan. They had a 1-0 at Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm going to say just based off of form, I think Maryland's going to come in as the hotter team, coming in with a little bit more fire. Obviously, Michigan State has gonna is gonna have something to prove. I I still agree. Maryland might take this game. I say three one. And two nil regular time if Mutatu's out. <laughs> They're coming in off eight days of rest as well. Yeah. Oh, well, Maryland. Yes. Yeah. And again, we saw how where how well that worked for Michigan State. Yes. So I think that that, and that rest is critical. They'll be so sound. I really hate to say this, but I'm gonna say four one Maryland. Four. <laughs> Yeah, I, I said I said three, I said three one because I I feel like they're gonna come out scoring goals. I think the eight days is really underrated too. Yeah, in no. a season where you're playing every four, and you get a bye week, so to speak. That's right. And you that get rest eight days builds, off. That rest you think builds up. Open and you're at home. You think they'll be open enough at the back to concede four? Yes. Really? Maybe. Like... Who knows? I, if I, they're I, getting pressed every time, like they get did against Indiana in those last twenty fifteen minutes. They were open. They were letting more things happen, even though they were getting lucky, stopping a lot. If they go against, if they keep doing that against Maryland, eventually they're gonna break. I think it's, it comes down to lineup too. Who's in that, the starting lineup? I think it's big. One thing I thought was interesting is I don't know if you guys have seen this at all, but um, what are your thoughts been on Will per- Perkins so far this season? Oh, I absolutely love him. I think he's great at that right back position. I think he works the ball really well offensively and defensively. He's able to move up the pitch. He keeps his line with his center backs really nicely. Never, almost never leaves anyone onside. He, he ca- catches up to a player really easily. I like him. Yeah, no, I'm a I'm a big fan too. Cause I'm going back to that Northwestern game. They had the two foreign wingers that kept rotating on the left side. I think it was Castro and I can't remember the other one's name. And he did a and they tried to isolate him just out of their own style of play. They like to work on the wings and they weren't really able to have much success going against his side. I think there was only really one time. I can think about him really getting beat, and it didn't lead to much of a chance. So, no, I think he's going going both ways. He's a very solid fullback and offers a lot to the back line. I just um, – I could be totally off base. I feel like sometimes he is too attacking for his own good, and there was a couple times against Indiana I feel like he almost got caught out too high up the pitch. Indiana sends their fullbacks forward like nobody's business. But eventually – I just feel like he's going to get caught out one time. Maryland sends their fullbacks up the park, too. So I think that could be a little dangerous spot. Also, Dante Morissette is not very pacey. And so if you get a pacey, who is it? Is it? No, that's Ohio State. Um, but if you that's get a, if, ketchup. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. Um, but if you, get a, if you get a fullback like him bombing up the park, you know, could be dangerous. It's, it creates that 2v1 opportunity that you don't want. Yes. Things, I think I'd just so much rather have a fullback that offers offensively and sometimes out of position than someone that's always back. Yeah. And, and that's just a personal preference. I mean, obviously, the the fullbacks I support at Dormant have gotten me used to like, 
you, you'll see them out of position. That's, that's, that's how the modern. They, that's how the modern fullback yeah. works. You have to be able to work both ways. Yeah. And be able to be fit enough to work your way around that wing. Like I'll take the risk on you potentially get an assist, you potentially get a counterattack against you, but just kind of playing that more open style of play, I'm never against it. What about the risk of him getting injured because we know how injury prone he is? Uh, well, kind of got. He can bomb up and down, uh, up and down the wing all day. He he's got he, the pace. He's got the stamina. Did he miss all of? Didn't he miss like the entirety of last yeah. season? Injured. Yeah. Was and it just one, or did he come? Uh, um, I mean, you just kind of got to hope. It's tough to load manage just because yep. it, it's a shorter season. It's right. I mean, every every minute matters. Yep. So you kind of need him. You just got to hope. You got to trust him. I mean, he he knows his body yeah. better than anyone. Yeah, and so and and again, Damon has to sub him out at the right times. Just like he's been doing, I think he's subbed out players well into like with five ten minutes left in the half. That gives him that extra rest going into the second. Yeah. Um, I, I know you know there's a game between it, but what are your blind predictions for Michigan at home next Tuesday? Because we probably won't record before. I, it. I don't think you'll get swept by arrivals back to back seasons. I think they. I mean, well, it's also Michigan who's three one and one second in the conference right now. And I did just say is home. It's tough. I feel like a lot of things. Uh, Mackie says Will Perkins is a beast, by the way. He's not wrong. Man, that's tough. It is tough. Especially because we don't know how that Mar- if they're going to. Yeah, It all depends on their performance against Maryland, yep. how they're going to show yep. up and rebound. What, they have Friday to Tuesday? It's a little bit of a shorter break. Um, I'll go State. 2-1. Luca, I'm gonna say the game is gonna end in a tie. I say two two. We're gonna see a thriller. Okay, I was thinking one nil Michigan State. One nil. Yeah, a replay of um <laughs> Jack Beck's Jack Beck's freshman year goal. No, that was one one, wasn't it? I always thought yeah, it was one nil, and then you it said it was one one a few weeks ago. It was. I never double checked it. I remember the doing. Archives. I remember. No, the goal, I remember though. doing my stand up after it and saying whoever it was on Michigan that scored. Uh, it was no. one one. Jack Beck goal, 1-0, MSU. Interesting. He hasn't then, really found himself in scoring positions this season. No. He's been uh, deep line. Yeah, he's been, he's been holding so that number six. Looks so sick with the number seven on, though. Jack Beck with the seven. Him and Zuge move the ball around so well. Yep. Zuge yeah. underrated. Interesting. Underrated. Back-to-back predictions, though, going from 4-1 Maryland to 1-0. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what this team has been this no, season. No, that's – yeah, no, that's not – It's very, not it's you're very wrong. possible. It just – yeah – it's interesting. I'm always just guessing what I don't think will happen. <laughs> You'll get the scores backwards. Yeah. Beat All Maryland right. 1-0. Move on to the women's team now. Resident expert Luca is back, so we can talk about him. Thank goodness. Started the season off not too bad. Yeah, a draw no. against Maryland, a win against Nebraska, and then it's been four straight. And it was pff, last Friday. It was not pretty. 7-3 loss yeah, to I'm Michigan. Not... Hey, I mean, they scored three goals, but... Conceded seven. seven. I, I, I don't know how happy I would be no. if I was Tom Saxon. <laughs> Again, uh, this team I thought played really well in those first three games, even up to that loss against Minnesota, which I got to go see. I thought it was a very nice game. I thought they played really well, and I thought they were very unlucky to concede against Minnesota. Minnesota's a great team, and I, I was, I was, it was very tough to see that go. Against Rutgers, Penn State, and then Michigan, I'm not sure what happened. I watched a little bit of the Penn State game. Again, Penn State's a really good women's team. And then against Michigan, I I don't know what happened. Honestly, I have no... Well, it was 2-2, and then they give up five goals in 15 minutes. 
I, that, that's the thing that surprised me. How how does that happen? I don't know. The, the, did Michigan just launch everyone forward and say to hell with it? I I don't know. But they but they have five they have five games to turn their season around in in some way. You know, they have Indiana, Purdue, Northwestern next. And again, they've had a five game road trip starting from Rutgers. That's got to be tough mentally yeah. on all those players. Physically, look, they're playing every almost every three, four days. You know, they had a three-day break between Rutgers and Penn State. They had almost five days of a break against Michigan, and now they're going to get another five days. And it's go on the road, come back, go on the road, come back, yeah, go it, on the road. It's, it's got to be mentally exhausting, and especially traveling back and forth, you're missing probably like two days worth of practice. Yep. Because you need the rest days. Still got two more on this road road trip to go. Yeah. That's crazy. It's been a very interesting season. I'm very excited about their younger players, though. Who? Like who? Again, that that core of Paige Weber. Yep. She's a really good player. I think she got a goal, a very important goal. She, got the, Penn- the, she got the first one against Michigan. Yeah, she got the first one against Michigan, and she's been critical in in the one in the two goals that they that they that they scored against Rutgers and Penn State. She's been critical in those positions. Um, Alex Thomas scored PK against Michigan. This is a name that I do not recognize, I'll be totally honest with you. Zavana Labovich, her second of the season against Michigan. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's news to me. Um, freshman? I don't think we did. Have, uh, we have to do some research. I remember prepping that name on the call any time last year. Yeah, no, 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 I don't, I don't think so. So I, either a transfer... Or new player. The foreign to, names usually stand yeah, out. Yeah, no, we have to. There have been a lot of players. She's actually. a freshman from Marion Catholic. Hometown is Indiana. Next two games are at Indiana and Purdue. Woo. Time to step up. A homecoming game. Time to step up. Um, looking towards the rest of the season, Luca, you see these games. At, what What do you see as realistic expectation for the last five? Realistically, I don't see why. Um. You know, I think they're going to find Indiana very difficult. I think Purdue, if they get, they have a, they have a good four-day break against Purdue. I think if you go in there and go at least for a tie and a win, I think you should be comfortable going into Northwestern back at home, where they get to close out the season. Northwestern, Illinois, Illinois, the Illinois game is going to be on Big Ten Network. I, you know, with a big crowd watching, hopefully they will be able to attract some interest with a win. From DeMartin as well. Yeah, from DeMartin as well. That, that'll be their first. That game against Northwestern will probably be their first game at DeMartin. That run though is just so tough. You play their schedule. The twenty first, the twenty fifth, the twenty eighth. Yeah, th- their schedule this season I think was just difficult enough to begin with. And then, oh, and, it, and then it just adds on more to the difficulty of like how the schedule played out. And then you go on, you know, a four game losing streak, and morale can't be high. It's tough. It's tough to get through. I, I feel like though I feel like Tom Saxon though knows what he's obviously he knows what he's doing, and he's he's starting to find his team. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. And he and hopefully he takes this opportunity and takes advantage to put in some of the younger players, see how well they do, and keep those centerpieces around for next year because they will have crucial centerpieces for the team next year. Bria Schrotenberg, Lauren Kozal still there. You know, f- figure out how well newer players can combine with the team and create a team that can really play past the level of the opponents they're playing. Can they get two, three wins in the last five games? I think realistic. I think two wins should be realistic. Okay. 
and that would put them at three on the season, which is would be a better pre- than what a, they did in the pre- conference uh, last year. One nine and one was last year, and, and you know that they could be on track for that. But I, I don't think they'll lose the last five. Games. I don't think so. I think I this. Think te- so. I think this team plays a lot better than the team that we saw last year, and they could score goals. Yeah, could score goals. Okay, so we'll watch that very closely, and once they get back to Demartin, hopefully we'll be there. Yeah. Last three games, Demartin, March twenty fifth, twenty eighth, and April third. Love games at Demartin. Glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. It was great. There's, there's no other back. feeling than being back there watching Michigan State soccer. Looks so much better than being at Lansing Catholic. Yes, so much High better. School football. The grass yeah. is and not the as green. And the Wi-Fi works. Yeah. The grass is not as green Our as we call would have worked. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right, moving on. Champions League uh, happens in 12 minutes from recording, so we got to breeze through this, right? Get back to watch. Uh, Liverpool, PSG, Dortmund, and Porto go through last week. That that game was wild. Ins- that was one of uh, that was one of the wildest games we've Insane. seen in a while. 10 man Porto gets through somehow magically. 4-4 and they win on away goals. I couldn't believe it myself. Ronaldo bounces out round of 16. Messi bounces out round of 16. Liverpool somehow wins what 4-0 on aggregate. Your boys go through Adam Dortmund's through. Another right. wild finish. Yeah, that could, that could have been very dangerous. My my heart was racing for that one. How many pounds did you lose in sweat that game? <laughs> it's one of those games, you know, your streams like thirty seconds behind, so you start refreshing Twitter, hoping to see the full time tweet. Oh no! <laughs> and then it doesn't come, and it doesn't come, and, and it doesn't still, come. And then Sevilla's in the box attacking, and I'm still refreshing. I'll and... give you my CBS account for next time, man. Walk, walk us you through have to your watch that game live. Oh, I do, but C- I know CBS is behind, so it's just like, oh, you know, let me uh. Turn the turn the phone off. Turn the notifications out, dude. Walk us walk us through your um what was happening in your brain during that. The finale or just the whole game, kind of. The whole game. The whole game. All right. So I mean, I came in nervous. You know, Sancho's out. We had the advantage. I'm. Part of me was still pretty confident. I knew Holland would get one. I don't know anything besides that, and I knew Sevilla was gonna start psycho, and they did. And they never really had a clear opportunity, but Dorman didn't look like they were going to get an opportunity anytime. When Holland scored, huge relief. Oh, that goal, that, too. Wow. That goal, that, that goal was spectacular. Was that was spectacular. Insane. For everything about it, Delaney bottling, bodying off Kunde, Dahoud's mm-hmm. outside of the right foot pass. Just like, Royce. how do you get a touch in there to put that to goal? It's yeah. crazy he's, to me. I think the thing that's so underrated about him, he's such a big dude. 6'5. He's, he's so, like, just, like, clinical. He, it, just so fluid in his movement, yes. you know, reminds me of a young Slaton when he could be able to move, when he could used to be able to move like that. And then Holland being twenty and picking up Royce like he's the kid in the relationship yeah. after in celebration. And then the whole penalty sequence happened. That, that was one of the craziest sequences Look, I've ever seen. That goal was legal. It was shoulder to shoulder. Holland's just huge and. I agree. If if Fernando doesn't. Flop, if no, I'm not gonna say flop, Holland's you know. Holland is just I bigger. trust that Holland could being body bigger and stronger is not a foul though. If if Fernando just took one step to the side and kind of recovered to try and play defense, they're not calling it. The fact that he fell, I think it raises more awareness to it. But then they go back and give a pen for an incident that happened what two minutes before? Yes, yeah, so minute and a half, two minutes the before. before. Yeah. Do you think they gave the pen? Because they weren't going, they were gonna call off the goal. I definitely think it was related. It was kind of like, all right, well, we'll because we had never seen that before. We'll, we'll throw a bone to each team. Here. We haven't seen that since. Yeah, they the had to give something <laughs> to not yeah. make it look this go one way. And then he goes and uh, gets saved, but what's his name come off comes off his line. Sergio Rico, I think it be- I believe it is. And then Holland scores on the second attempt. Yeah, oh, uh, it was Bono and goal. Bono and goal. Yeah, okay. but no, and 
I guess the confidence on Holland to do the same exact penalty. And he'll scr- and then scream on it at his face. <laughs> well, because the, the keeper did it to him on the, the first one. Him. And then I love the reverse. Sevilla players that was chasing awesome. him. I love the reverse angle because it looks like the Sevilla players went to celebrate with Holland. <laughs> uh, no, and if you catch him post game, he's like, yeah, he saved the first one. He cheated when he didn't cheat. He didn't save it. He's kind of threw a little, <laughs> threw a little uh, insult at him that, in the post game. That interview. man doesn't care. And look, the penalty to give away. So dumb from Emery Khan. No reason to push there. The ball was over hit. Hits was going to come grab it. Obvious two-hand push. It was, like, annoying to give up, and I don't think I, I couldn't really complain about, like, the ref giving it, just Khan doing that. And then I know with Dortmund, like, I was saying the whole time, I was never confident. I was never, I never thought Dortmund was through because I know if Dortmund conceded the 94th minute, it's 30 seconds, 90 seconds is plenty of time to get another attack against them. And in that circumstance, I think any team is going to get another uh, another chance. Just get in the box, make it a little stressful. Sevilla did have a chance. I don't know why they wouldn't shoot the ball on it. The, the guy, everyone was in the box, kept cutting. Dortmund eventually got it clear. Yeah, every time it was cut, shoot, cut, shoot. Yeah, but that time I think it was cut, hesitate, maybe try cutting again. It just kept blo- I, I did like the goal line defense from Dortmund, getting blocks on everything. It was the second game in a row. They almost gave away a 95th minute penalty with the game in the bag. <laughs> Luckily, Lord. neither call went against us. Hey, but going. Oh, and so, so Dortmund wins. Obviously, great relief. But I don't think I've ever seen Dortmund win a game and hated the team they played as much as I do with Sevilla right now. Really? Just some something about both legs. That was such an exhausting 180 minutes. I couldn't imagine if Dortmund would have gone to overtime. And if they wouldn't have ended up winning from it, just and one of like the main Dortmund writers tweeted, he ended up deleting it soon after, but he was just like, uh, to Sevilla, I wish you nothing but the worst. This is this series has been hell. <laughs> yeah. That was because I swear Sevilla, they do a dirty foul, and then you hear their team being the ones complaining right yeah, after. That's a classic Lupetegi right there. Is the what it is. The great scene of Lupetegi and Terzic oh yelling God, completely different. Uh, some some <laughs> vulgar, some vulgar, <laughs> some vulgarity. <laughs> Cannot say it on the pod. Cannot, but I've rewatched that video so many oh, times. Oh, yeah, same. It's been on can, You could hear at the it's end hilarious. of the broadcast. You could hear at the end yeah. of the broadcast so too. Funny. I was like, oh my God. Which is why I can take oh. some enjoyment in the fact that, look, going into the first leg, Sevilla seven games without a without conceding a goal, semifinals of the Copa del Rey up two nil on Barca, looking comfortable going into the third leg. And an outside shot of winning La Liga. They had games in hand. No one really expected them to win. But one of the games is against Barca. So if you beat them, who knows? Since then, lost the first leg out of Champions League after the second. Blew the 2-0. Ended up losing 3-0 to Barca in the second leg. Lost to Barca in the Liga. And their outside shot is... That was a crazy game, too. That Sevilla-Barca game. That 3-0 was insane. I know. That was... And ordinarily, like, I'd... You know, maybe I'd be a little disappointed. Uh... A nice dramatic Barca comeback. You know, I don't really root for them. I root actively against them usually, but in this circumstance, you know, I'm I'm fine with what's happened. Everything in the last month. Good. Um, let's talk Barca PSG real quick. Me and Adam were going at it during this game. Uh, Barca legitimately from the first ten minutes looked like they could La Remontada again. Um, they didn't obviously, and. It seemed to me like fate was just working against them. Um, Dembele was working against them. Dembele was working against them. Yeah, Dembele is a secret agent, dude. Maybe the refs a little bit. 
Uh, that penalty they gave to PSG changed the game, and the it wasn't a penalty. Mi- the penalty missed, too, also changed everything. But first, the penalty they gave to PSG changed the game because Longley was running, and somehow uh, Icardi sneaks his foot under his under Longley's foot and goes down and whatever. To give a quick count, we don't need to have a redo our debate on it. But I said such a BS call. Adam says easy pen. I said hardly touches a guy he can't even see, but sure. Adam nope, goes, yeah. he stepped on his Achilles, not sure I can give a pass for not seeing the guy you're marking. Okay, that last point is exactly I don't He I don't flat get, tired him. I don't get the He flat the, tired him. The fact that Acardi was his man, you looked away to watch the cross, you stepped on him. I don't think you can give someone a clean pass for looking away. If Cardi sneaks, sneaks his foot under Longley's foot and then goes down, if say if, if Longley's running this way and Cardi comes across, bumps into him and then and then goes down, is that I, a penalty too? Like, I wouldn't have given the penalty just because it's Cardi. Cardi is a master at drawing a good penalty. I don't know. Well, they didn't give it in game because obviously, and the ball wasn't even close. I understand if you commit a foul in the box, it's a pen, but I, I don't know how you go back and say an incorrect call was made on the field clearly. No, well, I think. The second you put it in slow motion, and if you want to say this is a flaw with VAR, you I don't think you can see you see how okay in slow motion it looks like some clear contact straight to the Achilles. It is tough to ignore it, and even like I wasn't even trying to be a like a troll in the group when they were showing the slow motion replay. Oh, like Barcelona, how are they not giving this penalty? Come on, and then I mean they ended up giving it. And then at halftime they had to use the microscope to zoom in on. On the very small place in which his foot yeah. was caught, and I said, if you have to use a microscope to show, uh, if you have to use a microscope to show a foul, it's not a foul. Yeah, if you have to go up to that much interpretation just to do a little, uh, just to do that call, I think it's ridiculous. And then Adam comes off with this hot take of Clive Tilsley being biased. Okay, so let me explain this one. Come on, I'm not saying he's oh like, my I'm not saying he's wearing a Barcelona jersey under his suit or anything while he's calling. Dude, Where's the Man United one every. <laughs> I swear, two things just... Okay, actually, no. There was a bunch of things I kept hearing. And this isn't really a problem with Clyde. I just think this happened... And this happened the day before Dortmund-Sevilla. I think when there's a chance for a Champions League comeback, the announcers tried well, too hard to set the stage for it. Also, it was... The stage was literally already set because it, has, it had happened once before. No, I get, and like, I get the that. exact... Uh, that's and, a, that's and, a storyline, too. Note. It's always going to yes. be the storyline. No, I like, get, there's but, no like, way this can I happen again, right? But let's sensationalize it until it doesn't happen. But that... So, okay, we were on opposite sides of that, but we get that point. I think P- PSG don't get enough credit for making the final last year. Like, 2017, Roman Fidata was not last season. I think that they don't get the enough last... credit because of how poor they played that final. They were bad in the final, but, like, and I get, you don't have to go that long for the man you man And United everybody probably game. thought there was an asterisk next to the season just because of how it went and, and it how wasn't, it happened. Yeah, it wasn't the most conventional. And he did say it, and then he straight up said, like, yeah, but you have to, you know, maybe not... He kind of dampened down on the on PSG making the final. The amount of times they mentioned it was a questionable penalty decision. I was like, you know, we, we, we can move. Uh, and just kept saying... I feel like I heard the line, yeah, Barcelona dominated the early stages of the game, really looked like they they're going to come back. No, they did. The, the I'd amount say the of first times 30 minutes. repeated that say, and then, you know, potentially ruined by a questionable penalty call. Was, okay, you know, we, uh, we've heard this line before. Don't You don't have to keep dipping down in this no, one. No, no, no. It wasn't... I don't think it was going to happen regardless. I don't think this Barcelona team is good enough to have turned it around that PSG If Usman Dembele could finish, it legitimately if, if, could have happened. If those chances... He had four clear-cut chances in the first 20 minutes. So, I swear, Usman only scores goals from outside the box. I have never seen him score a decent goal inside. And so. credit to Kaylor Navas. Played really well, made some really good saves. But there are saves... 
that he made that should not have been allowed to have been saves because Usman, all he has to do is put it on one side and not at the keeper. And especially when you keep getting the same chance over and over yes. again. Like you gotta, they you they say right. they served it on a plate. Right. Yes, you think you you'd change right something. Definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Do something different. Hey, but if Dembele's scoring, Messi doesn't get pissed and score from 40. Yeah, that was not cool. Penalty very bad, though. <laughs> Especially because well, the for penalty in the first leg, top corner, easy. And I know you don't really want to go top corner on back-to-back penalties. You know, the bar is right there waiting for you to mess up. Yes. But for it to be that different was a little surprising. It was It was one of the worst penalties yeah, I've you know, seen in a long time. Kind of just head down, let me kick it as hard as I can. Made up yeah, for let, it this Let me week, blast though. this one in. A hold B button down. You see his goal yesterday. Oh, yeah, no. Messi's 20 with 21 highlight tape has been a. Uh, his goal psycho. yesterday was. Yeah, but, but do you know that he, he's had four goals in the first half of the season after before December. Now now he has 16 coming in now from from like January till now. Yeah. yeah, I won't be surprised if Barca takes the league. He's the best player in the world. And I think they're playing a better. I think um, they're playing better players around him, too. I think, it, I think Griezmann's starting to come to life. Yeah. He scored a worldie. Another yeah. goal yesterday, yeah. And, like, as bad as Komen is as a manager and how unfitting he is to coach Barca, you're always going to get better throughout the season, regardless of what the ceiling is on your oh. tactics. No, and uh, I, I at least like that he's trying to improve the philosophy of the club, which is playing the younger players and playing at a, a, a decent style and a rhythm to, a Bar- to we, what we know as Barcelona. And I think Ansu's back, of, obviously, eventually. Well, soon enough, isn't he? Ansu should be back in the next, like, two months, I believe. Oh, well, that's not yeah, soon I, enough at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even think he's began starting to practice. Oh, okay. I know I don't keep up, but I know there was question when they gave the initial diagnosis, like, oh, maybe he'll be back for the second leg, but that's obviously out of range. You know what got me triggered yesterday? Let me hear it. Uh, Messi's goal was only number three on the Sports Center top ten last night. Was, Griezmann should have been number one. I think Griezmann, I think Griezmann's nine. goals. I think Griezmann's goal was better. Griezmann than Messi's. was nine. No, 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 no. Messi's turn was better than Griezmann's goal, and Messi's goal was much better than Griezmann's goal. Do you understand the inch perfectness you have to have to go off the bar into the ground, back off the bar, and in? No, and do you know for Griezmann how well do you have to hit that ball so it just gives that slight curve into that top left corner? If there's a debate, you go with the clout factor. Messi takes it every day. Yeah, Yeah. well, Messi's going to take it every day because he's Messi. What was number one? Um, What alley-oop took it? No, it was uh, was against the Pistons. It was some dude with like a weird behind-the-back pass to his friend. I don't know. Was it Jamal Murray? I don't think that was against the Pistons. They played the Spurs last night. Something like that. No. Not sure. Oh, Number okay. two was a, a dude stealing a home run yeah. in baseball. I mean, like, was, bro, it, was it the UC Santa Barbara to, guy? I don't know. All I don't you have think to do I've is ever jump. seen a goal. You literally just have to jump and put your hand up. Are you kidding? I don't kidding? think I've ever seen a goal number one on Sports Center top 10. No, it doesn't tend to. It's Sports Center. You're never doesn't really see it. tend to take it. Um, so, City Gladback, Madrid, Atalanta today. Who do we see going through? I think with the lineup that Real Madrid have, um, I think Real Madrid takes this. At home, at, at their training center stadium. <laughs> Man City, Gladbach, I think there's no question. I think Man City goes through comfortably. No chance? Yeah, no chance. You know, f- interesting thing about Gladbach, to start 2021, they had one loss in nine games. Marco Rose gets announced as a Dortmund manager. <laughs> six losses in six. Out of the cup to Dortmund. Maybe he's just letting his assistant four take losses, the job at this point. Four losses in the league. That's and the, yeah, just leave. He's got, he's got that contract They're never going to be City. But, hey, I mean... I'm not complaining. Dortmund's form has been the exact opposite yeah. since he announced. So We've also eight. got Bayern, Lazio, Chelsea, Atleti tomorrow. Yeah. It, Bayern's through, yes. Bayern's, Bayern's through. Uh, through. And Chelsea, Chelsea uh, Atleti. Chelsea. 
I'm gonna go with Athletic. They're up one nil, right? Yeah. yeah. Giroud bike. And it's back at Stamford Bridge. Mm-hmm. Back at Stamford. I think Athletic take it. Athletic. I'm gonna it's... I'm gonna bet on Athletic. It's tough to. Tuchel lost a game yet? No. Has not. Four I'm... draws, seven wins. I'm going with. I'm going. Conceded I think Athletic is gonna come inspired. I don't think this Chelsea around. team's like, gonna concede. They they played a block of what six or five and five against Chelsea first game. Six yeah. four. No, it was like six four. Six, six four. four. And you're, and they're gonna win. I think I think look, I it, Simeone comes up with magic when he's needed. Not in Champions League. I and don't when know, he does, man. he washes down the next time. I think the only the only person that's taken down the Champions League is Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, well think even last year, like you know, they beat Liverpool on that big upset and then they come and respond by losing to Leipzig. Yeah, but they had Alvaro I, Morata leading the line. Is Atleti going to score more than a goal? No. One at best. Do you I think they score one and win in penalties, or they score more than one? No, I think they get two. But yeah. that's probably... Well, I mean... I mean, if they get two, Chelsea need two. Right? Yeah. Away goals. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea just need a draw tomorrow. If they lose a scoring yeah. game, it'll probably go against them. But, I mean, what, Chelsea's conceded three goals since Tuchel's got the job, I think? Counting it. Mendy's got more clean sheets than goals conceded in the Prem now. Yeah. Hey, and or no, in games for Chelsea, which is wild. Yeah, no, that that this Chelsea team has been too good at keeping clean sheets. I think they'll be able to shut things down without even having to play Atletico six four nothing formation. And I do think, I mean, I don't know what the lineup's going to be. I mean, part of me thinks whoever played on Saturday isn't playing tomorrow, but I also hope I see Havertz false nine and. Kind of let them keep working with that. And yeah, I, is Havertz actually getting his feet back? I saw that he he played a good chunk of minutes in the last game. Yeah, he's played, he, look, he looked he looked lively. Look, the last two, he, he had the shot that forced to own goal. Miss, I guess in the end it was a somewhat poor finish, but right position, forced to own goal, drew the penalty for two 0 Leeds United didn't end up scoring. Looked like Chelsea's most dangerous player. It's promising with him. That injury was a horrible time for two considering Tuchel just came in. Yeah. But I think Tuchel knows what he's doing with him in this false nine role. I don't know if Giroud gets to start tomorrow to safety, but I definitely think I mean, if they do manage to advance, it'll be Havertz's in the later rounds. Jared Mackey said, Messi has photos of Lamella in his room. <laughs> that <laughs> what a goal, was, by the way. That was amazing. That was just... Yeah. Which leads us directly into Prem Talk. Massive segue. Yeah, massive segue. Thank you, Mackey, for doing that. But Arsenal bossed the rest of that game. They did. Tottenham, that was one of their worst games I've ever seen. And it's Who do you cap- put it on? What's up? Who do you put it on? Who do I put it on? I th- it goes down. Um, first Chelsea. of all, this club needs a complete... Chelsea. It completes a, a, a reconstruction with the team. Um, the midfield of, um, of Hoiberg... You guys were top and, and the Dembele. table like two months ago. Yeah, the midfield of... For 48 uh, minutes. <laughs> for four, yeah. The midfield of Hoiberg and Dembele does not work. Really? Yeah, it's it's not working out for them. It really doesn't. The, one of them just defends Damn. way too much, and the other one just wants to get forward. Hoiberg and who? Hoiberg and Dembele. Dembele? No, no, no. Tungai. No, no, no. Tungai. Yeah, I'm sorry. Tungai. I'm getting confused. Tungai. Then again, Gareth, again, I'm not sure how well he's going to be either. He's he's looked really good in the past few games. Yeah, he's come on. He only, he only had a bad da- game da- da- Arsenal, da- is a giant liability. Doherty da- needs to be sold immediately <laughs> because if you defend like that against Kieran Tierney, yeah. that you know he's going to try to beat you on the one-on-one every single time, you cannot play him that way. That signing was supposed to be such a steal. I don't know and, why and it was it, wor- it was wor- It was working for the yeah, first half was, of the— he was good. He was working, him. but then I don't know what he did. He was, did he change his diet, but he got slow. <laughs> <laughs> he got slow and it didn't work anymore. So what I was in, what was interesting is 
because Jose, with how mad Mourinho was in like the post game presser, I don't know if they like completely messed up his plan and didn't know what he planned on or like if there was miscommunication or like was he trying to do something different than Spurs ended up doing or no I think I think it... Arsenal was just more prepared to play this game than than Tottenham were in complete honesty mm-hmm. because remember they played this game with also getting the last minute decision to take Aubameyang out of this game because he showed up late yeah yeah Spurs can't yeah, so, so, so so you right there you see how much the team means to Mikel Arteta and how much like that integrity is there and how much he respects. You can't lose a game prof- where the other team is trying to set disciplinary rules. Yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly. He's setting discipline <laughs> with he, their best player. Yeah, he's confident enough that he doesn't. He says, "Okay, I, like you know what? I'm gonna set a disciplinary yep. term and not even need Aubameyang to just prove a point yep. and uh, and give credit to Aubameyang and give uh, credit to um, Odegaard too. Odegaard was very good in that game. Came he's up coming into himself. He really yeah. is." And I always believed in him. I said, I just hope if Arsenal do anything smart in the summer, they sign him on a permanent basis. Speaking of summer, uh, Mackie says, if we have the chance to get Nagelsmann in the summer who said he'd want to come back to us and we pass on it, then I don't know, man. Who? He wants Nagelsmann Nagelsmann to come? He's saying it. That's what it sounds like. I don't. Also, he said Doherty cardboard cutout. (laughs) I don't think. I don't yeah, think he's Nagelsmann. a tra- he's a traffic cone, is what he is. I definitely don't think. I mean, Nagelsmann would lose Champions League if he went from Leipzig to Spurs. No, the thing Unless is, Spurs, if, 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 if you're gonna Unless go, Spurs if you're gonna go to Nagelsmann, you have to be the team has to be prepared to spend a budget to be able to to, to clear players out and bring newer players in. Did they not have they not been doing that though? Like, yeah, but Joey Berg in, in the summer, you know, Doherty in the summer, yeah, Bale have, in the winter. And and you see, it's clearly not. It's this is clearly not working. Also, Carlos Vinicius. Okay, well, they don't want to. Then how how long do you give him? Because if you say this is not working, and then you you clean house and get in new guys, and they're not working in six months, you just keep doing that until you find something that works. Like it worked for United. They're somehow. No, I there. think I, I'm not gonna. Okay, if you can get Nagelsmann, I definitely think you have to, just because like who he'll become and him I, over it's, Mourinho. It's time to move. I think it's time to move on but to a more pro- progressive also, style. I also don't. No, if you should just change manager again because and I don't know how I easy. think there's a I think there's like a ninety percent chance you downgrade. You're not getting no. I mean Pacha yep. has a job, you're not getting him back out anyway. And you don't want Allegri you, think... you don't want Allegri because Allegri's gonna come in and do the same job Jose's doing right now. Yeah. So if Nagelsmann yep. would be the only guy I'd sack for, I don't think he would want Tottenham, so I don't think that dilemma pre- presents itself. And it's hard. Jose's got a big contract but, at Tottenham. It's very difficult to just let him go in the summer. And Jose still hasn't had a full season. He's had a year, but he had this will it's, be his first complete season. Yeah, this is going to be his first completed season. You would have liked it to go better than it has. But I guess give him one full conventional season. Let him run it back next year where, I mean, it looks like England has it set for how fans are going to come back in the stands. Give him one more window. It's not like you have to overspend. Because they did. Tottenham did do good work last summer. And even the summer before getting LaCelso and Ndombele, regardless if that isn't who Poch wanted at the time and if they kind of just gave him the signings. Yeah, it's still good stuff. Th- those are great players to have in the squad. It just kind of got to, you got to make something happen with them. Let, get them a third forward because I don't think Bale's the answer and no, neither no, no, is no. Lucas Somebody. Lamella or, or Carlos Vinicius because <laughs> there's no point in buying him. They ha- he has a $45 million buy option, which is not going to get, he hasn't played that well to buy him. And that's yeah, all you need him price. to do is score goals against what, Kraut? Yeah, in, yeah, in the, in the FA Yeah, unless no. you need him in the early rounds of the FA Cup, but for $45 million, it's just not going to so cut it. Just, yeah, no, try getting him an extra forward. They have center the backs, midfield a pair, pieces. He, he has to, Alder he needs a pair of competent center backs. But uh, Eric, I want to bring in a couple comments from the peanut gallery on Facebook. 
Fryhofer says the cojones from Arteta not to play Alba was so impressive. That Massive is. statement from the gaffer. And the frames of both nets were humming as well. Smith Rowe off the bar, Cedric off the post, Kane wonder free kick. Should have been so many more goals. Here's a, an interesting discussion. Mackey says, if fans were in the ground, Jose would be sacked already. Do you agree? Yeah, they, they would have been screaming his name to leave the club. That is an interesting point. But yeah, I, I think I, the, I, it, just, it, it just infuriates me. Says that the I have... environment in the ground would be so toxic, boot off the pitch every match. But the no, one I, I completely agree. I would try saying to that is... Who knows if they play if they try playing more open if there is a crowd and if they play no. better at home. It's not about playing. It's not about playing open, but is he going to replicate that same form that he had at the beginning of the season where he's actively countering and he's actively scoring every time? It, it hasn't worked. Sit on the ball, boys. Quick question for my, uh, Mackie. <laughs> Did they make a mistake sacking Potch? If you could, uh, you hear that, Mackie? Did they make, make a mistake? The... Yeah, I think you already know uh, his answer to that. Your answer at the time and hindsight looking. Yeah, good. and if it's changed. No, and I just saw I saw that uh, interview between Jesus Perez, which was um, Pochettino's assistant, talking about his rela- their relationship with Daniel Levy. Oh, one the... more question. If they win the League Cup, does that change your outlook on the season? God no. They're in the final. Oh, well, yeah, you're a Spurs fan, too. So two answers to that question. You? No? No. Yeah. If yeah. you come away with silverware for the first time in who knows how long, it doesn't change it. I don't know. It's, it's the League Cup. It's silverware. That's one of the big three in England. That's silverware. And When's the last time you guys won a trophy? The, that Audi Cup in the preseason. No, the, the, When's the <laughs> last time you won a real trophy? It was like the 2009 League Cup or 2010 League Cup. But... Everyone always talks about that at Spurs. It's silverware. Yeah. If he comes away with silverware, Especially, it has to no, change. Beating Pep and City in the final kind of turns the League Cup yeah, into yeah, the but, FA Cup. But Pep, yeah, but Pep is not going to – the thing is, Pep is not going to go easy on, on Mourinho. And exactly and this, exactly and, why it's so going to feel like an FA Cup. So winning it would be big. Well, if he did, but I don't see this team beating a Manchester City on full form. The question – I mean, and then I know what's going to circle around, so I'll ask you this too, is – and I think I can gauge your answer already – Poch's final is still a a better thing to hold on to than Jose's League Cup if they win it, or would League Cup? Yes, because would you rather win the trophy? No, 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 no. Poch would you rather win Poch or the trophy? Because no, 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 because you know how Poch (laughs) didn't win a trophy, but it's like he took Spurs to the final. Poch itself showed showed progression in the football club. It showed how far this team has come from the signing of Poch. The the Jose faithful is gonna say that Mourinho already has done more at Tottenham than Poch did if they win the League Cup. Here's here's your Mackey answer. Uh, he said, no, we didn't. His position was untenable. Uh, Alduaro celebrated when he was sacked. And then he says, if we win the double, Europa League, and the cup, then we can set- thank Jose for his service and get Julian. Thank Nagelsmann. He's our best manager since the 80s. Bevays, Bevays of that, but he's a dinosaur man. He is a dinosaur man. He, it, I, I, Like I said, football is move, moving into a more progressive dimension where this, where where Jose's football is simply not working, it's easy to figure out and it's easy to defend against when you need to get three points. Yeah, I wonder how much. I'm usually not this much of a Jose defender, but I feel like I just got to play balancing act here. Uh, I wonder if he'll allow the team to play more open if he has a, a back line he trusts and a number ten that he trusts, because that's that, that that's when that's when Mourinho really works. When Mourinho has that number ten player that can really create and make a difference, there it is. Are you, are you saying he doesn't have it? No, he doesn't. Have, with with Lo Celso, Lo Celso might be his only creative player that is competent enough to work his way around a football pitch. Wait, what, number ten as in 
As in, in behind I, the striker? No, 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 yeah, as in behind, as okay. in behind that that, okay. that Trek Artista. You had, you had me, you had me going there for a second. I was like, uh, Harry no. Kane, ring a bell? No, 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 number no, ten. Okay. No, number, number ten, 10 as in the role, you. as in the role. Yes, Harry Kane is nine. Is yeah. One. Okay. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> Thought we had to ring in Luke over there for a second. No, I no haven't. I haven't completely lost it yet. No, no not just yet. Safe. Not yet. Um, Adam, would you like to uh, go on your weekly, not rant, but spiel on Liverpool? Or Dortmund, or both. Okay, so we kind of went over Dortmund. Yeah, I kind of dipped on how you know the Champions League's looking nice. I do think Dortmund's going to end up getting top four. It was looking up against it for a sec. We have a big game against Frankfurt in the coming weeks, and we, I mean, we have to win out the season. Sounds like a simple statement, but Dortmund just has to win games. They should be winning, and then I think playing Leipzig second to last game of the season is going to be a little stressful. But I don't think we'll have to worry about missing Champions League. Hopefully, and. I shouldn't be feeling this because, like, Dortmund doesn't have the history to back it up. I just feel confident in the squad right now. Like, be winning the round of 16, I feel like it's such a hurdle. And then it sounded like it hurt you to say that. Yeah. <laughs> it took a struggle there <laughs> to get leave No, because I want to say it. I feel like there's a sense of inevitability about this team, but, like, there's no reason to think that about Dortmund. They're the least inevitable team, you know, in Europe. Failure is kind of inevitable with this squad. But like, Anti-Thanos. <laughs> Anti-Thanos. But, like, what... The the form we had going into some of these crucial games and then completely, especially that first leg in Seville and then beating Gladbach in the cup, making it through against Sevilla in the second leg. Obviously, we lost to Bayern in between, but I was saying it and it wasn't like because Dortmund just lost. That was legitimately the third most important game of the week. I wasn't too stressed about Dortmund not winning that. I feel confident in the squad. I, if we get City in the quarterfinals, all that confidence is going to disappear. I still need a favorable matchup. But I, I like the direction the season's going. It's really... Look, if the German Cup final isn't Dortmund versus Leipzig, that means there's a huge upset because it's them two and two non-first yeah. non league sides. So they have one foot in the final. So does Leipzig. So, And just... I feel like there should be a trophy this season. And I feel like Dortmund... Again, we know what happens when we predict draws before it happens, and half the teams aren't even there. I'm co I'm confident going into almost any quarterfinal series, so I'm feeling good about Dortmund. I just need them to get healthy because, I mean, Sancho's out until the quarterfinal. I think he'll be healthy by then. I don't know. Well, yeah, you'll be lucky if you draw Porto. Oh, I want Porto, and I kind of want. I don't do you want... really? Do you really want Porto? No, I definitely. I mean, they took out one of the best okay, teams. But, okay, but you, but Juve was completely incompetent. In Dortmund's better than Juve at their right. best. But that wasn't just because Porto, like, Porto didn't play bad. No, they didn't play bad. It wasn't bad. all because Juventus played no, bad. No, Porto's good, and, like, Pepe was amazing in that series, and Porto's defense Oh, was yeah, Pepe showed his class. So you but, just don't see it lasting with them. I, I mean, it just kind of pick your poison. Do I want Bayern to lose to them five times in one season? No. no. Do I want City? No. No. Porto or Adelana, do I think either of them are as good as Sevilla, who Dortmund looked better than for majority of the series? Probably not. Nah, so... I think if Dortmund can get one of the, I do not in the quarterfinals too soon. I want to see Dortmund play PSG again. Let Holland and Mbappe mm. run that rivalry back. Wow, that'd, that'd be sick. That'd be very nice to watch. I want to say let Dortmund get their revenge, but I mean, it's going to be tough to win that matchup. But yeah, you can't really ask for an easy game in the semifinals. Honest, even I guess to bridge it to the other team, neither. I'd like to see Dortmund play Liverpool. Really? I think this. Can you Liverpool, handle that? This Liverpool. It eased the pain of a loss, and I definitely, I mean, if there's I, a time to play Liverpool, it's now. 
I think season. Dortmund would run all over them. How, who, who's, who can stop yeah, Holland? Who's, who's stopping Holland yeah. in that center back? Quebec? <laughs> Although... <laughs> Yeah, Holland, and, 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 and who's ever taken on that left side taking on Trent is, is Jesus. Uh, when Sancho switches wings and if Rafael Guerrero's back soon. Yeah, oh, Guerrero going up against Trent's side, of course, going the opposite way. He, that wins, works he too. wins every Trent, time. He Trent, wins every time. Trent attacking Guerrero would be its own little problem for Dortmund. He, but... he, would, he would have to push inside way too much. Yeah. No. I, I would love to see that match. I would love to see it. That'd be awesome. Dortmund lost to Liverpool in the 2016 Europa League quarterfinal, and it still kind of weighs on me. Adam, I'm watching, <laughs> that ga- I'm watching that game with you if it comes out with that draw. <laughs> My roommate's a Liverpool fan, too, so it would just be oh, an interesting little... Uh, let's go. It'd be a big, it would be a nice little series. And seeing Klopp come back again, he, yeah. did, he did come back before. But no, all in all, with how bad the season has looked at times, I shouldn't be this confident having this much faith in the Dortmund squad to kind of wrap up my point. As for Liverpool, touching back on Quebec real quick, they had no... Their center backs are starting to look good playing together. They could move Fabinho back into the midfield and Thiago. Thiago playing with Fabinho in the midfield, oh. I mean, it showed how much better they looked that way. They're going back to that. just sounds different. Score yeah. update, Manchester City just scored, so they're up 4-0 aggregate. Four? Yeah. They scored two? Yeah, they scored two. Oh. They're up 2-0 Jeez. right now. Uh, no, it was always going to take the Liverpool center backs to take a sec to settle in. So that's why you don't wait till deadline day to sign them. Like the amount of games Liverpool has wa- not wasted. Yeah, and, and January time. January is a packed schedule yeah, too. The amount of games Liverpool has messed up with this banged up squad, and now you're they're probably not going to make Champions League next season unless they win it. Or I mean, they could always win out at any time, and it wouldn't surprise anyone. But they're looking up against it to make top four. But now that this lineup's looking good again, it's just kind of like, why, no, no. why did this business take you so long to, you know, do? Yep. Because again, Tiago with Fabinho next to him looks so much better than Tiago with whatever lineup they'd play with Fabinho center back. Fabinho back at the six is a well welcome sight. It's looking up. It's looking up for them. And obviously, I just said I'd favor. I'd be confident in Dortmund taking that matchup. But you still don't want to play Liverpool in the quarterfinals. So they and the way they were able to take out Leipzig over two legs. Yeah, it is looking up for them. Jota's back. They managed to keep a clean sheet. Jota Loki, their best player right now. Yeah, and he was earlier in the season before he got injured too. Salah yeah, and Mane is. can't score or assist each other. Oh, yeah, unless it's against just... Leipzig, of course. Unless, but... unless it's a penalty, one of them will battle out for it. Oh, I mean Salah will get it. Also, rounding out point, going back when I was on the call, I could not say Louis Salah's name <laughs> without hard. without it's stopping so tough. without stopping myself from saying Salah. That is in Mohamed Salah. It yeah. just, every time I'd pause, I would say it with a heavy H. There's no H in Louis Salah's <laughs> name. And, and he spells the first name the same as I don't know if you guys remember but, uh, Louis Saha from Everton and United. Yeah, take it back down memory road a little bit, like late two thousands. Kind of. Yeah, but like. I can catch the reference. I can't, I can't remember him playing, but I know the right. name. But, hey, it's not a pod without your relegation update. No, 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 no. Remember what I said. It's not, oh, it's, oh you're, said. Not, yeah, you're not talking about them, too. Nope, don't well, talk Adam's about them. Well, Adam's also wearing a uh, Grealish shirt, so I guess anything goes today. Nope, I, okay. I keep one my word promises. One, I keep okay. my promises. One, no, word, no, no. one word answer. It's, it's about a team around you. Does Fulham scare you? To give you an update, they've won two of their last five. No, 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 no. I, I know what Fulham's form is like. Um, One and a half out of five uh, if you want to count Liverpool as a full win. I'll, I'll just give you a one-word update on where my head is at. How about that instead? 
It's four letters. Ooh. Down. Oh, I was going okay. somewhere else. Yeah. No. Uh, I, <laughs> another four-letter word could have another very easily word. been uh, put in instead there. It was yeah. already in my mind, and then yeah. you said four letters. So no, I, I, Julian, I, let to Peggy. I yield my time to Lucas <laughs> to talk about Milan. Oh, no. Milan, I don't know, man. Uh, again, this is a... Inter, t- Inter is right now, they're nine points ahead of second place, Milan. Mm. 65 to 56 in points. Juventus one point behind Milan. Milan so, have a game in hand on Inter. They have a game in hand. Yes, they. No, um, they're tied. Oh. But Ju- Juve is the one that has a game in hand. Oof. So right now it's the battle between really the top five, no top six really, between Roma, Napoli, Atalanta, Juve, and Mi- and Milan. And this Milan team just lost against Napoli, which I think shouldn't have happened. It should have been a much better performance given that Napoli is up there right at the top of the table. It should have been a little bit more of an effort. I was not happy with it. But at the same time, um, Lazio did drop points. Uh, Sassuolo also dropped some points. Uh, they won their last match, but they've been stalling lately. And again, with this Milan side, they're, they're figuring things out, different lineups. I'm like, I, I like the way that they use Rafa Leao at the number nine position. And they did go with a very inexperienced defensive line against Napoli with Mattia Gabbia and uh, uh, Tomori at the back. So it's difficult, but I think I think securing a second place would be phenomenal for them. Yeah, not bad. Uh, I will answer your question in a roundabout way, Adam. I, I have a thought um, that will tell you how scared I am of Fulham. I think this weekend's game against Brighton, if the team playing Brighton <laughs> loses, I think it's all but over. Interesting. You know, Brighton's going to have five XG, but we'll see how much they actually score in that yeah. game. And I don't think Callum Wilson's going to be back. That was the game he was aiming for, but I don't think he'll be back yet. That 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 facet is very important. You said that with a very sad tone. Yep. I feel like it's done. I, I could feel the tears <laughs> coming out of here. Feel, I, could, I could feel that showed how he's going to feel if that game goes wrong. But uh, a big uh, late equalizer in the Europa League, you think you're taking the second leg? No, yeah, I think it's very doable. Um, Manchester United just did not look good at all. I, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm surprised even how they got the goal, really. They did not look good. Uh, I think Milan played much better football than, than Man United, and I think being the next leg, being at home at the San Siro, I think Milan are going to look to close out the Europa League. I think the Europa League is very well in reach for them, given what the team they have. And Who, teams that are left. Whoever wins this round is like could legitimately win. Has to be like a top three dominant favorite, and the other two are the North London teams. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which they both got it kind of easy. Yeah, especially Arsenal taking care of business after they you know tried to ruin it for themselves. And oh god, that was Spurs will take care of. Who do they have again? What's the? I don't know. Uh, Wolfsburger. Yeah, Wolfsburger. Wolfsburg. From Austria, I think so. Oh no, god. Zagreb. I knew oh, it was a, it was a familiar. Yeah, well, Wolfsburger was the it was the yeah. round of thirty two. Wolfsburger, yeah, the eight one actually. Um, big shout out Eunice Musa, committing to the United States this week. Yeah, that's a big pickup oh, to have. We're, massive. U.S. men's national team is going to look. It's very coming together. Twenty twenty six football's coming home. Scotland, the U- Scotland's winning the to world the cup. To the USA. To the USA. I just ho- I just hope we're all able to watch it. Soccer's coming home. Nah, we'll be there. I've already started saving up for tickets. To what? Probably Soldier Field. 
the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl will take the final again, yeah. probably. They had Copa, to, they had the Copa America. They, they had the World Cup too there. Yep. Long ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. Good stuff. Last thoughts, gentlemen. I mean, I think I already talked about Dortmund for thirty minutes, so <laughs> I better have gotten every. That point. was a good conversation today. Uh, we had a good time. Oh, good you stuff. know, let me give you one like, let me just an example of the curse I've been for Dortmund this season. So going back to the first time Dortmund played Bayern when it looked like it was a title race decider. Not decider, but a factor. It's seven games into the season. What? I was writing after what just happened to your grabbing oh, your um, face. Vini, uh, Vini and Benzema nearly linked up for a phenomenal second goal, but blocked. Second on aggregate, right? Yeah, second okay, on aggregate. Okay, didn't score today. No, so I was talking. It was after Dortmund beat Club Brugge 3-0 in the Champions League. I said I three points, two of them where Dortmund don't concede goals anymore and Dortmund bl- don't blow leads anymore. The game after, they go up 1-0, they concede 3, they lose 3-2. So both of those points, down. Gone. Invalid. Uh, going into the Bayern game, I just finished a Dahoud piece about how uh, you know sick he's been in recent forms, talked about the three con- how he's affecting them in Champions League, Bundesliga, and the Cup. And this point isn't really wrong, but it's only right that after I wrote that, Dahoud gave away the penalty to, for Lowy to tie it, make it 2-2, <laughs> Dortmund lost 4-2. We, I mean, he was still good in that game, and he had the great assist against Sevilla. So we try to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, I but back-to-back Byron games, whatever I write the day, the week before. Yeah, it's tough. Everything just kind of, you know, hits the fan. You just got to stop right. writing. I got to stop writing before that matchup. There you go. It's right after it when yeah. you win. Uh, and so he's a depressing. <laughs> the amount of times I have to rewatch the 3-2 trying to make the piece for the first loss. Killer. Killer. Luca. Well, we're set here. Good? Yep. Well, thanks for listening along, and especially if you got this far, thanks for listening in. We will see you sometime next week. Hear you. Listen. We'll talk to you. Talk to you sometime next week. Hear you. Uh, Michigan State plays Maryland this Friday, and Michigan next Tuesday, so we'll be recording somewhere around there. Um, but until next time, we hope, as always, that you have found this episode to be, in the great words of Ray Hudson, who had a wonderful call yesterday. Magisterial. Join us next time.